The following episode of the 9pm edict contains strong language, controversy, chaos, lies, and disturbing sexual imagery. Friday the 27th of October 2023. Dear listener, do you know who John Kadelka is? You do. He's a cartoonist. He's an artist. He has a shop in Hobart, Tasmania, where he sells his shit, and he's our special guest on this very podcast. In this episode, we talk about snakes. I mean, if you see a snake, you don't have to check whether it's venomous in Tasmania, it just is. We try to understand the politics of Tasmania and the Australian Football League, AFL. That's at the, um, everyone shouting at each other, and it's probably going to bring down the government stage. And we provide some lifestyle tips. I found that my most relaxing pastime I've ever found is spinning a cat. Oh yeah, there's also the Anthony Albanese uh, calculus of disappointment. Hello, I'm Stilgarian. This is the 9pm rampant gerontophilia with John Kadelka. You'll, you'll hear why. Dear listener, we are currently sitting in the uh, Hobart lair of John Cadolka. Got well done, me. That's my name. Say your name. That's right, Cadolka. 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 You happy with that? I had Jen. Can do a take two. No, well, God, oh, you go again. All right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. (laughs) Dear listener, I am put my fucking headphones on. It'll, It'll get the lack of professionalism here. Am I hearing everything correctly? Yeah, I am. Um, one, two, one, two, two, yep. Smelling okay. burnt toast? Yeah, it'll oh, fix it in post. <laughs> I am sitting here in the Hobart lair, dear listener, of John Kadelka, who is a cartoonist, who is an artist. And we are surrounded by, I was about to say the products of his loins. No, they're not here. Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> lots and lots. John, what thank pro- you so much for letting me in here and saying any of these things. What productive loins I have. Um, yes, oh, no, that, thanks for coming here. It's a bad choice of words, but um, anyway. <laughs> We're off to a good start. Hurrah. Hurrah. <laughs> it's been a long day. It, it, it has been. We spoke two years ago-ish yeah. last time, and I think that was just around the time you were opening this shop here at the Salamanca Arts Centre in we Hobart? We opened just before COVID, one month before COVID. Ah. It was going really, really well. Yeah. And that wasn't for a long time. <laughs> I had just quit my incredibly well-paid job at the National Broadsheet and, yeah, I had to laugh. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah I keep forgetting you are at The Australian and Ooh. daily, wasn't it? Yeah. Or was, four a week. No, it was like, it was about 15 a week. Oh, really? Oh, you were doing spot illustrations. <laughs> I was doing everything. I was I was a Swiss Army cartoonist. I was, <laughs> um, yeah. I was, I was, I was, didn't even realise I was chief political cartoonist. Oh, apparently, apparently, if you're if you're the the main guy, the Oz, you're the chief political cartoonist. And right. I didn't realise because Bill used to call himself the chief political cartoonist, and Bill Lee. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, in uh, uh, Bill, the late Bill Lee. Yeah, and, and Bill Lee Junior calls uh, himself. Johannes. Yep, calls himself chief political cartoonist. And I just, oh, of course I just he does. Went around calling himself cartoonist, <laughs> like a, like a chump, like a, a member of the proletariat. Yeah. Well, you're still doing um what you you're doing the Saturday paper every yes. week and the Hobart Mercury. Yeah, two for the Mercury. Two, two a week? Yeah, yeah, I've been doing it since 1991, so it's yeah, yeah, yeah. a shame to stop yeah. now. So. No wonder you had a fan base here at the shop. Oh, yeah, God. 
I, I made the mistake, dear listener, of saying something with a slightly political edge to it to one of the customers in here. And, oh, Classic <laughs> blunder. Yeah. yeah. There it. Um, yeah, unlike Bill Leake or his son, Johannes Leake Jr., um, people might, might imagine that you're a cartoonist of the left. Oh, no, God, no. I mean, it depends where you, where you start, really, doesn't it? Well, yeah. Yeah. No, I just I'm chaotic neutral, I think. Oh, I like that. Maybe. Maybe. I usually that's why I usually come out in most sort of things. Okay. You know, kind of enjoy. I mean, you know, I like people sharing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't yeah. Particularly be nice to each other. Don't, don't particularly enjoy slavery or want to murder. So yeah, maybe I'm a lefty. Maybe that makes you a lefty these days. Yeah. <sighs> Possibly yeah. so. So in that context, um, we're now, what, a, a year into uh, the time of Albo Geddon? Oh, yeah. And a bit. How's that turned out for you? Uh, as expected. <laughs> Dis- oh, okay. <laughs> Disappointing. But no, I was saying to another political cartoonist, I won't, I won't name, uh-huh. first dog. And, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll write some names down and hold yeah. <laughs> them up and, and you just point at the one. Yeah, you know, so I, I was saying that that's the difference between um, Albo and um, M. Turnbull. Is that, you know, Turnbull famously was more disappointing than you expected, even though you expected him to be disappointing, whereas mm. Albo is exactly as disappointing as you'd expect. He was ex- you, you expect it to let you down and he's to, to three decimal places. If there was a scale of disappointment, <laughs> Albo would, he'd be there. Like, seriously, three significant digits. He would... That's the man. He's incredible. He's, he's always, you know exactly what's going to happen. It's always going to be... Uh. So why do you think, and I was thinking about this actually because I, I was at a bar in Sydney the other day and I actually still had the elbow pale ale on tap. Oh, yeah. Is it a mildly disappointed drop? Or? Well, I don't, I don't know. I, I did have it once and I must admit, you know, there's all the jokes, right? It's weak as piss. It, you know, it's... it's it's, it's, you know, all of those things. I thought it should be a mid-strength, but it's not. It's a full-strength pale ale. But all those jokes are there. And I thought, the thing is, though, on the, the beer tap and on the label, it's the cute elbow photo. No, the wine every nose. Oh, yeah, hot elbow. The white T-shirt. Hot elbow. Yeah, yeah. Hot elbow. Yeah. Sorry, not cute elbow. No, it's, well, it's, you know, if you, hot, think cute, hot. if you think hot elbow is cute elbow, that's that's a matter of choice. Yeah, yeah. Which, I, which, I respect well, that. Which, yeah, which word you pick, yeah. whatever it is. Yeah. But it's the one where he's... Young and not ugly and, yeah. you know. You know, the university photo, they go, oh, God, I wasn't quite as ugly as I thought, sort of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and I thought, was that what was driving all of this belief in Albo? Oh, look, I think it might have been the fighting Tories thing a bit as well. Oh, yeah. You know, which, I mean, maybe he's going deep undercover with that. I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's been my theory. He's <laughs> <laughs> certainly got me fooled. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to get in so much trouble on the internet on this one, aren't I? Oh, okay. yeah, Jeez, yeah. Get... I'll, I'll look, I'll be pulling yeah. out like two or three grabs and putting them at the front yeah. of the podcast yeah. to say the, these are the bits. These are the bits we, we go into. It is. It is. I mean, I am contractually obliged to be disparaging whoever is in power at the time. So, you oh, know, sure. That's, you know, that's the gig. You should take it personally, but, you know, it's not personal, but it, it is. I mean, yeah. I'm enjoying it. Well, I've already got um, on, on tape, as we call it these days, oh, the yes. modern technology of tape. Yeah. Uh, Mark Humphreys, who is a lovely, lovely man, as I'm sure you know. No, he's much nicer than me. Yeah, oh, he's, absolutely. Why haven't you got him on? <laughs> well, I, I had him on. Oh, I him on again. Yeah, I have Mark on. He's, yeah, him and John Birmingham are my two most on guests oh, for yes, some so, reason. No, so, no. for various reasons, I know them reasonably closely. But, you know, he obviously had all the bits saying, oh, uh, back before Albo got in, it's, oh, why are you always having a go at the coalition? Why don't you have a go at Labor? And it's always explaining that. Because they're not the government. Mm. 
and and he said, and and if they were, I'd be having a go at them. And then he said, I I would therefore be a huge supporter of a Labour government. I said, well, there's the soundbite. There's the soundbite. <laughs> the ABCs, Mark yeah. Humphreys, huge huge lefty, huge yeah. lefty. How many is that? Oh well. So all right, if Albo is exactly as disappointing as he should be, should he resign? There was a call, of course, last week for Albo to resign because the uh, Indigenous voice to Parliament legislation. That would that be referendum. That fame. would be too exciting. I mean, <laughs> no. Well, why would he? Why would he? I mean, he's he's there. He's, he seems to be the whole justification for everything that happens is that uh, he fights he, stories. He, well, if he if he didn't do it, then the other guys would get in. Well, that's. I mean, he's there now, so he's he's done it. Uh, so what's he, two years know? till next election? Yeah, we just yeah. you know hang out till the next election, then um, do it all again. I guess. Maybe some. Maybe you'll promise something interesting next time around. Well, I thought the referendum was pretty oh, interesting. Okay, that was, interesting. Okay, that no. was kind of interesting. Was it? Yeah, know. fair enough. That was interesting. That had, that had a certain level of <laughs> bit of yeah, disappointing, yeah. though, wasn't it? Yeah, well, let's face it, more disappointing than I expected. Well, oh, there you go. I, there you go. I personally, I look. I must admit, even until a week before, I thought, no, nah, we're not actually that that shit as a country. We'll we'll do it. We'll vote for it. Well, we didn't. So I was wrong. I mean, I. I on the day of Trump getting elected, I was saying, there's no way they're going to elect Trump. Oh, really? So, yeah, I was completely wrong. I called, Catastrophically it, eight, I called it 18 months in advance. Oh. On this very podcast, dear listener, <laughs> I, I, and then for like every third episode for like 18 months, I'm going, President Trump. Get used to saying it, dear listener. <laughs> President Trump. I'm often wrong. I'm often wrong. Yeah. So in that case, I was incredibly wrong. Yeah. Uh, okay, I don't want to talk any more about the voice because that really is quite. No, it's, and, it's, and by it's the time great. we do this, every possible word that could be said about it has been said. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh look, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll have another crack at it. And not... all right, Hamas or Israel? Who's right and who's wrong? <laughs> all right. Well, Hamas, Hamas, Hamas seems they they seem to be a terrorist organisation. And, uh, and, and, and they are. And Israel seem to be indiscriminate, indiscriminately bombing citizens. So Which they I'm, are. I'm willing to say that both of these things are bad. Yeah. I mean, if someone can put up a strong argument against that, then I'm willing to listen, but it's going to have to be a good one. Good. Excellent. I'm very anti-indiscriminate murder of innocent bystanders. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Here we are. We, we are in your shop. Everything in here is your work. That's very different from doing cartoons for the, the, the papers. Mm. How has it changed your view of your life and your world? There you go. Uh, I always wanted to do this. I never wanted to be a political cartoonist, ever. <laughs> I just... and you, so you only did it for, what, 20? 30. 30 years. 30 years. No, hang on. Couldn't be no, 30 years. Nothing. Jesus. Uh, I started in 91. Jesus Christ, it's 1991, it's 30, that's 30 years. 30 years. Yeah, 30, straight out of university, yeah. Yeah. Maybe 92. Yeah, it would have been 92. How do you do that? You're only 27. Yeah, I know, and so I, was, I was quite a prodigal child. <laughs> Prodigious. I was very smart. Yeah. <laughs> so are you happy? You, all right, you're always happy when I talk to you, and it's not because you're talking to me, it's because you project an air of happiness. Oh, well, might as well be. I mean, I'm, I run a gallery, and I draw my pictures and people buy them. There's reasons to be smug. <laughs> I know. Yeah. I know. And, and dear listener, as you know, I, I always uh, put links on the podcast website to everything, everything we do, everything that's there and about and whatever, so you can see it. Um, have a look at the shop. Have a look at the gallery. Buy some stuff, mm. you know, because I'm too cheap. I won't, I 
I'd buy anything today. I didn't expect you to. Yeah, well, no, I don't. <laughs> you know how fucking cheap. That's it. As you can see, I prepared. What was the thing I said before that I said was going to ask John about about how Hobart? It wasn't Hobart is horrible. There was another thing that you and I got quite cranky about. Public transport. Man. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay. Uh, sorry. We. Sorry, dear listener. We. This is so organised. Um, Snarky platypus is there in the background, and and about. Did not, take notes. <laughs> yeah. Did not take notes. Did not take notes. No, but we were we we had lunch before coming down here, and uh, yeah, and you, dear listener, know what that probably means. But we did get quite cranky about something, and we yeah, we got to talk to John about that. But you said public transport, sure. I, I saw a bus with the word metro written on it, and got very very confused. Mm-hmm. It's it's unlike it's unlike the Paris metro in every respect. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They. Um, there were trams here, though, at one point. Oh, yeah, we had an extensive tram network, which we removed. Oh, of course. Yes. It likes it, didn't it? Yeah, pretty much. We, we thought, that's working too well. Let's get rid of them all and put on a bus system where just they don't turn up. They just, they just cancel them now. And they actually, re, they actually announced that they were reducing the number of services so that they would be more reliable, <laughs> which I think that is. And, and then they still cancel them. It's incredible. They've actually just become less frequent, but still equally as unreliable. It's it's a remarkable thing. You just sit there waiting for a bus and it's actually not late. It's just not coming. But they're so far apart. You can't quite, you're in that zone of, is it late or am I just waiting for the next bus? Uh, Which is, um, it's like uh, Tasmanian public transport bingo. I do like how Sydney Trains though has defined uh, it's an on-time service if it's no more than 10 minutes late. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, <laughs> and yeah. I feel like, like I have friends in Japan, mate, and you, you yeah. try that game there. No, I've got the Shinkansen a few times over there, uh, and uh, yeah, they'd um, it, to the millisecond. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You, you, one minute late, and there is a disciplinary yeah. inquiry. <laughs> there are questions asked in Parliament. That's all. <laughs> that, yeah. <laughs> well, I have a strong diet of that sort of work. Mm. That was a pun, dear listener. I got it. Sorry. Got it. Yeah. yeah. No. 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 Don't. No. Don't laugh. It's not. <laughs> it really isn't. Ah, worse. look. Really isn't worth. I'm a, a dad. Look. Yeah, you are. Okay. Maybe it wasn't. We'll come to this. But what are the big issues down here at the moment? I, I mean, political wise. Tell us all about the stadium. Stadium? What stadium? Have you not heard of the stadium? You're kidding me. Oh no! Wait. No. I think I have. That's right. It's, this is a stadium for the AFL team that you don't have. Exactly. We're renting one of them. We're renting two, actually, at the moment. We're renting Hawthorne for a lot of money, and we're renting North Melbourne for a lot of money. And Hawthorne play up north in uh-huh. Launceston, and, and North Melbourne play just over the river, about four kilometres of the crow flies, um, uh, in an AFL stadium. But to get <laughs> an AFL team... Wait, I, I mean, I, no, what... Okay, so they can play here. It's not like... Well, they did I, play I here. They... These places you, you refer to, Hawthorne, mm. for example, and the other one that I've already forgotten, Yeah, they're in Melbourne. Yep. Okay. We, we, we rent them and they play home games here. You rent... We give them money to... The team. We, yeah, we give them money to come down and play here. We have for years. It's, it's, it's the neediest thing of all time, actually. I... This is awesome. Did you not know this? We, we spent no, no, millions like, and millions you know, of dollars on getting Hawthorne asking to come. me about asking me about football is you know a fool's errand. Yeah, no, it's um, it's it's a big deal. So, but now we're getting our own team, 
And so apparently to get our own team, we need to have a, a, a new football stadium just across this side of the river that doesn't... I mean, we play test cricket apparently at Bell Reef, but we can't play AFL there for reasons. People don't quite nail down the exact reason for it, apart from the fact that um, the new stadium will cost $750 million, Sounds which is... Right, that was Well, that was... No, that's, that's approximately wildly underestimating it apparently, so... I think we're talking we're talking like 1.5 billion, which will then again snowy mountain its way up to about eight billion, I expect. So um, yeah, but then apparently. So where's that up to at the moment? That plan. Oh, that's that's at the um, everyone shouting at each other, and it's probably going to bring down the government stage at the moment. Oh, good. So yeah, a couple of uh, a couple of the uh, liberal members have, are independent now, and uh, so it's a minority government in Hobart in Tasmania, and uh, but everyone's kind of staring at each other and muttering about not doing anything or, you know, I don't know what's going on. No one knows what's going on, but I can't see how they're actually going to um, afford this stadium at this stage. All right. Well, I will, uh, um, um, this is this is me on Tuesday. I will now go beep so me on Friday can put in a little segment explaining <laughs> that properly. It's complicated. Uh, yeah, Kadelka's right. It is complicated. It is also Friday uh, now. So back at the end of last month, 30th September, uh, this story's from the, the nine papers. Basically, look, I'll summarise it. Basically, Tasmania has the last remaining Liberal government um, in Australia. Uh, it's planning to go ahead with this stadium despite being very much in minority and despite very much... Uh, that a lot of the punters don't want it because it's expensive. The Liberal government only holds 10 out of the 25 lower house seats until they get a new MP in. Um, They had the Attorney General resign over uh, bullying allegations. That's Elise Archer. Uh, Prior to that, two Liberal MPs became independents. That's Lara Alexander and John Tucker. They'd also joined thousands of protesters saying they're worried about the debt that uh, this new stadium will put the state into and, and transparency when it comes to the project. Now, uh, for its part, Labor's sports spokesperson, Josh Willey, said Tasmanians were losing faith in uh, the Rockcliffe government. He said, quote, Premier Rockcliffe signed a billion dollar agreement with the AFL without seeking Treasury advice. Well, that's good governance, isn't it? Also last month, uh, and I've linked to both of these stories, the ABC uh, said that uh, this AFL dream, Tasmania's AFL dream, hinges on the construction of this 23,000-seat roofed stadium at Hobart's Macquarie Point. 23,000-seat. Okay, as stadiums go, that's not huge, but Hobart's population is about a quarter of a million, so that means this stadium can hold 9% of Hobart's people all at once. But now there are geotechnical concerns. Um, worried, they're worried about whether the stadium can actually physically uh, be built on that spot. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, uh, they're going to have obviously a precinct plan around the whole thing. Uh, we're meant to get that sometime in October. I can't be asked looking up whether we did. It's fucking football. I don't care about football. I don't care about this stadium. Uh, but then I'm not in Tasmania and I don't care about sport. 
But if you are in Tasmania, you will be well aware that this whole thing could cause the collapse of your government. Also, with the geophysical concerns, the collapse of the stadium. Oh, well, time machine time. Back to Tuesday. Beep, and we're back at Tuesday. Uh, that's just easier to do. Amazing bit of time travel. There, I, yeah. I know. I, 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 damn, I forgot to get the footy, the, I forgot to get the footy results. Yeah. The horse racing. Yeah. Um, Speaking of, though, gambling there, we, we were at the Mona the other day. Oh, yes, the Mona. And uh, as, you, as you must do here, the Museum of Old and New Art, the plaything and, and wonderful folly of, of David Walsh, who... How is he seen these days? I mean, the, someone remarked to me the other day that, that, that me and the platypus, while we're down there, we, we'd managed to do something the other day which involved neither going to Mona or yachting. Right. And they said, well... We, what what else is it? Anyway, it it's a thing. You know, that's what people come here for, isn't it? I mean, oh, even though you're trying to chase them away, obviously. Yeah. Well, no, people say they're going to Mona, and fair enough, it's good. Yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it's it doesn't suffer um, suffer from uh, uh, having to be run by a committee, which is you know yes. for a, for an art gallery, that's brilliant. They can pick whatever crazy stuff he likes. Mm. So yeah, I mean, it's good on him. Excellent. Yeah. We did that. Um, it's still not coming to me what we're meant to talk about. And I know I'm looking at you and you're just, a, you, you're just sitting there I mean, going, could, don't fucking look at me. <laughs> I could list all the terrible things of over, but it'd take all a right, while. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Let's, let's go through. What, let's, what, where let's, were you when you had this discussion? Uh, in the park, just over by Parliament. Oh. Uh, over there somewhere, by the by the water, by the Constitution, dot by Parliament. Over breakfast, I don't know what it was. Oh, okay. No, really. It could be anything, really. I mean, yeah, I the people, the weather, the snakes... The large spiders? Yeah, but snakes and large spiders, that's, that's Australia. We've all got oh, they're good. Well, They're much bigger and scary. Yeah, they really are. And they're all venomous. I mean, if you see a snake, you don't have to check whether it's venomous in Tasmania. It just is. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. If it Sorry. bites you, just, you, you bug it. <laughs> I mean, it's good to know. You've got no, none of that worrying about whether you're going to die. You just, you are. You're dead. You're gone. So. <laughs> yeah, it, it does make everything a lot yeah, simpler. It, it clarifies the situation. Yeah, but so they can take you to hospital and you can sit outside waiting in an ambulance for about six hours while you, you, you die, and then you die and they can move an ambulance up, so it's good. It's, yeah, that's how the Tasmanian health system works at the moment. Okay. True story. No, no, well, I know, I know it is. Um, okay, had any platypus stings lately? Because there was that woman in the news the other week. Where was she? New South Wales? No, she was, Tasman- up, yeah. she oh, was just Tasmania. down the road from my place. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, oh, really? How about Rivulet? Yeah. Okay, so she decided, and again, I'll link to the story. Uh, she saw a, you know, a platypus in the gutter and decided it needed rescuing. And the platypus was of the opinion it didn't need rescuing. <laughs> it, was just, it was just there. Yeah. <laughs> no, they're excruciatingly painful, apparently, the... Yeah. the so it was a, obviously she decided to pick a male one because they're the only ones with the venomous spurs, and um, it got her, and she found out. Yeah, yeah. Sick, as, well, painful as it's not even. You can use heroin on on, and well, you can use heroin. Yeah. Uh, but in, in this specific circumstance, you could use heroin. It won't even kill the pain. Yeah, it'd help, work. I expect. I mean, it, I'd be. Well, I'll calm you down a bit. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't stop the pain, but you're just oh, whatever. Yeah. All, <laughs> all, all this pain. I mean, I ride my bike home that way. Um, morphine. And we probably should say morphine. Morphine. Yeah. Heroin, don't use heroin. Heroin's bad for you. Um, no, I ride back that way, and there's often I see a platypus maybe one out of five times. Yes, oh, okay. There's quite a few up in the river. Oh, Three, I think, or possibly four, but one may have died. So, oh, okay. Yeah. I have yet to see one in the wild. Well, it, it's good. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> 
realise. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is the most disjointed fucking. Oh, sorry. It's always with no, me. That's no, my, just, no, it's no, my normally, fault. Normally, I come into this and I've got the whole thing paced out, and we're going to do four segments. And the first one we'll chat about this, and the second one's a bit looser, and we'll do these things. And then I'll break for payment. Uh, payment. Yeah. Oh, the housekeeping. <laughs> you paying me or am I paying you? No, the well, listeners pay me. Oh, so, okay. You know, I'll, I'll tell them to I'll, look. I'm telling them to yeah, buy yeah. shit, mate. Buy, buy. We buy take credit shit. cards. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we do some trigger words, which we will do in a minute, because oh, yeah. we're coming up to time for that. Looking forward to that. Um, yep, because that's why I've got the random word generator here. Yeah. To, to bring stuff up. Uh, no, let's, let's fucking do that now. I'll take a break, I'll do the housekeeping, and then we'll be back with John Kadoka. Earlier in the, uh, this episode... We talked about uh, Japanese trains and their reputation for on-time running. I was uh, thinking then of the case of uh, Hirofumi Wada, who worked for West Japanese Railways. Uh, He was a minute late and had his pay docked as a result. Um, And then they thought that was unfair because he just made a genuine mistake. Uh, so here's the deal. He uh, worked for this train depot, or worked for West Japan Railways back in uh, 2020. Uh, but he accidentally went to the wrong platform. So he's meant to pick up an empty train, uh, bring it into a depot. He went to the wrong platform. So then he had to run around, get to the right platform, start driving that train away. But it meant the train left a minute after its scheduled time. And his employer said, well, during that one year, that one minute, you weren't working, were you? You weren't driving your train. So they docked his wages by uh, 56 yen, which is about 45 cents Australian. Um, he then died of a, uh, an illness a very short term, a uh, very short time later. Uh, and there was a, sh- a court case in 2022. Uh where they said, yeah, that was unfair, so uh, the railway company had to pay it back. So he got his 56 yen back, and I'm just seeing here whether Wada-san um, did get uh, his... Uh, asked for compensation as well. Uh, it is unclear from the story as I look at that now. I've linked to it anyway, maybe if you read it properly rather than just as I am now. You'll understand what's going on. Uh, Also, in May 2020, and this is the other uh, case I was thinking of, um, a driver was suffering stomach pains and couldn't bring himself to stop the train before going to the bathroom. He left the train's cockpit, took a three-minute bathroom break, uh, and, yeah, he was disciplined for that uh, because... Well, he, he was in a hurry. Japan Railways, folks, uh, if you hear any other stories, let me know, actually, because I don't know whether you know, I'm a bit of a train freak. Also, I'm a bit of a fan of the science. And who else is a bigger fan, a bigger fan of the science? And that's Upali Divisekra, who's been on this pod a number of times before. She's a science communicator. She's a nanotechnologist. She knows biomedicine stuff. She's a very... Very smart young woman. She's been here before. She has confirmed that she will be 
on the pod very soon. We haven't set the exact date. I'm hoping it's the next episode because next Friday, the 3rd of November, is the start of Frog ID Week here in Australia where you can record frog noises, send them to the Australian Museum and they will tell you what sort of frog it is and put a dot on a map. And apparently that's science. Don't ask me, I just work here. I don't even do that. Anyway, if if you have... Uh, how do I say these words again? If you are a supporter of the podcast with trigger words or a conversation topic specifically for Upali de Vesecra, get them to me as soon as you can. We haven't set a date. Uh, let me say get them to me by Wednesday the 1st of November. We'll probably be recording on the Thursday. Um, and, and we'll throw them in. Um, now, as you know, uh, this podcast is supported by you, the generous listener. And I want to say thank you this time uh, to Cheryl Thomas, who sent, quote, some cash for a bottle of wine or other beverage of choice. Thank you, Cheryl. Michael Strasser, and one person who chooses to remain anonymous and really, uh, you know, who can blame them. I wouldn't want to put my name on this podcast, except I do. Anyway, Thank you to those people. If you'd like to join them and support this podcast and my my life, please go to the 9pmedic.com slash tip. That's the 9pmedic.com slash tip. It would be fabulous if you did so. It would be even more fabulous if you did it this month because my revenue uh, from other sources has been a bit thin the last couple of months. Oh, I've been sleepy, I've curled up, I've slept too much. I don't know. And then, you know, I know I went to Hobart, but that, that was booked ages ago. Anyway. The 9pmedic.com slash tip. Okay, dear listener, as uh, you know, if you listen to this podcast quite regularly, uh, we often uh, choose uh, trigger words from either the glass jar of transparency or, uh, when we're on the road, the chemist warehouse plastic bag of translucency. And these folded up bits of paper in there, uh, I think. But I, I forgot to bring it. So instead uh, of the lovely trigger words that, look, none was specifically chosen for John anyway. You can, of course, buy a trigger word for a specific guest, or you can just, we draw them out. So instead, like I did last time with uh, Professor Toby Walsh, I have randomword.com in front of me. <laughs> and we'll, we'll see what comes up, John. Because this is a random um, word from the entire vocabulary of the English language. Some of them are particularly obscure. This is kip, K-I-P, which is apparently the skin of a young animal. It's also a nap, I would have thought. Yeah. Yeah. What are your thoughts on either that, skin of a young animal? Well, I have, actually, no, we have, we got a kitten recently. Yeah. Yeah, who is like, uh, Burmese, like our older, incredibly judgmental cat, Elsie. Mm. Um, and she has the softest for of all time, like she's one of those cats that will sit on your lap, and if you're wearing anything sort of slippery, she'll just fall off, and it's quite funny. But <laughs> I found the my most relaxing pastime I've ever found is spinning a cat. Like she, you put her on the floorboards, and you just spin around and round and round and round and round. She loves it, and and she's all nice and slippery. She, and yeah, she's oh, it's so <laughs> satisfying, and it's just it is really it's I I if you had people who were feeling anxious, I would just say go and find a cat that enjoys it and spin a cat. Just slowly, just revolve it, 
and it is the most relaxing thing you'll ever do. The cat will let you know if it doesn't work. Oh, the cat, the cat, like we tried it with Elsie because we thought, well, you know, Missy enjoys it. And Elsie very nearly took my arm off and she stared at me judgmentally for at least an hour. Which is it's worse actually than actually take your arm off. She's she's a she's the most she looks deeply into your soul and is not at all amused. I cats fascinate me, and I in fact uh, have been known to cat sit for friends if you're in the Sydney region or, or somewhere interesting uh, and going away for holidays. I'll, I'll quite happily come and cat sit your cat. I get on well with cats. But there's one uh, particular cat with the Welsh name Gathwin, which is really tricky because that's just Welsh for white cat. Is <laughs> the cat? Well, yeah, good. Yeah, good uh, he has worked out that if I turn up for dinner or drinks, that's fine. But if I'm still there in the morning, it means his humans are going away, and he is not happy. And he will then hiss at me mm. every time he walks past, <laughs> except for those <laughs> those moments when he knows it's food time and he's waiting, and I'll serve food. He's food, and as soon as he's bolted it down, it's back and slashes at me with his claws. I've never met a white cat who wasn't a complete bastard. Oh, okay. Yeah. Ever they just they're all bastards. They just they hate you and they want you to die. All white cats. Oh, this one this one does. Yeah, yeah. 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 All right. Sorry, I just I'm calling it. I just I've, if someone has a white cat that's nice, you can try and prove it to me, but I won't believe it. Is this why like your your Bondesk villains have white cats? <laughs> I reckon well, I, because I had to stay with my cousins for like um, for about a year when uh, when I was a kid because my mother my mother was sick, and um, they had a white cat, and the white cat took a shine to me and would just come into my and sleep on my feet and if you if I moved my foot got shredded and that, this cat was just it was evil it was just white and it had blue eyes and would stare at you just looking at you all day now I'm gonna come and tear your feet apart during the, during the night that was her thing anyway sorry there was obviously that I so I'm biased against white cats okay I was really worried that we you know, we said oh skin of a young animal and you started with your your new kitten I thought oh you haven't have you <laughs> <laughs> There's many ways to skin a cat. Yeah, well, there are. Well, yeah, yeah you know. I'm told. There are. Um, I, I just paused there because I was thinking, who do I have to thank for that word? But no, we, we, we're. we're thank you, thank listeners, you generally. Thank you, um, Malcolm Turnbull, who brought the internet to Australia. He did. <laughs> for those of us who actually were here in the early days and know the people who brought the internet to Australia. Okay, another random word from randomword.com. Matachin, a Spanish ritualized sword dance or battle dance. Well, I mean, my wife, Margaret, yeah. uh, Margaret Nee McClelland, mm. um, used to... Good Spanish name. Well, yeah, it is. Well, <laughs> no, there is Spanish in the family, but... Oh, um, well, the, the links between Spain and she's... Scotland are important because they were both good Catholic countries that were against the English. She was taught to she was taught to sword dance when she was a child, and she used to. Oh, the, the Scottish one. Yeah, mm. yeah, and um, and uh, they, uh, yeah, they used to drag her out when um, visitors came around. Her father was. Oh, no. Her father was uh, in DFAT, um, so they. She grew up in. Al- yeah, 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 she, yeah. she grew up in uh, Algeria and Fiji, oh, and strange. she was born in Paris. Okay. So basically, I was born in Burnie. Uh, and so, Tasmania, here. yeah, forest yeah. country. That's no, lovely. Yeah, mm. yeah. Um, but yeah, so she's incredibly more exotic. But I, you know, we like a bit of hybrid vigor in our genes in Tasmania. So that's why I went and snagged a wife. But anyway, she was she was made to sword dance in front of uh, in front of visitors. 
And uh, oh. she won't do it anymore. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, what comes to mind there is here is little Jeremy and he's five years old and he's he's learned to play, the, you know, the Cachaturian Spanish dancers on his cello. Yeah, yeah. You know, and here he is and it's fucking Christmas yeah, it's, again it's and everyone's time. there and no one wants to listen to it anyway, right, because they heard it last year. Yeah, and it wasn't good then and it, it, won't, it won't be that much better now because yeah. you wouldn't practice. I mean, you wouldn't. Oh. Yeah, Unless and, you're that tiny percentage of people who are just insane prodigies. And even then, you, my view is those, those kids are probably going to turn out pretty fucked in the head. Oh, yeah. I mean, but, but, I mean, how would you know if someone was sword dancing really well? I mean, I suppose they wouldn't cut themselves. <laughs> yeah. still alive. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously, they're, they're not limping. But, I mean, I don't know. I just, I, if I saw a really good sword dance, I'd, I'd probably be as indifferent as if someone was doing it badly. I don't know. Maybe it, it would be more entertaining if it was done badly, is what uh, I'm saying. Well, yeah. It's like watching, you know, Formula One racing. You're not watching it for the racing you're watching it for the stacks yeah 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 which is why stupid sport it is i know about that because i was working for the abc in adelaide when the uh, when the formula one race was in adelaide not melbourne and it became a such a thing so so i was at the the abc had the radio rights channel nine had the tv rights mm. and it meant we were fucking involved in the thing and it drove me up the wall because it became such a it comes back to this afl thing in politics here it was the Bannon government in the 80s, and mm. that was later found to be connected to all manner of corrupt things in the State Bank of South Australia. Oh, they all are eventually. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, the Grand Prix Act, the Adelaide Grand Prix Act or whatever, whatever, had this stuff in it which it could override almost any other legislation um, in the the pursuit of having the Grand Prix run efficiently. Like, oh, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, they're going to move these trees from the parklands, the Adelaide parklands. And and it was like, well, you can't do that. Well, the Grand Prix, yeah, yeah, it overrides environmental legislation. It overrides this, it overrides that. And if anyone questioned even the tiniest bit of how the Grand Prix was being organised, was, don't you want to see South Australia succeed <laughs> and there's glare in your face? <laughs> Whatever. Um, you get the same thing with the, the stadium. People say, "Don't you want to? Don't you want Tasmania to do?" I said, "No, I don't." I don't. <laughs> it's the same I don't answer. Tell you, I'm sorry. <laughs> it, it got so crazy. For example, um, at at one of the races, um, I was living in a, a terrace house that was inside the restricted area where parking, whatever. I had to a have a permit to get to my own home, like bring a thing in there was a police block you know block at the industry and it was illegal for me to be on the roof of my own house during race hours because you could see parts of the track right. from the roof no you can't sit up there and watch it for free <laughs> and it was literally it yeah that was a criminal offense you know even if you just said oh no but i've got to clean the gutters i guess <laughs> to be fair you couldn't make me watch formula one racing at gunpoint no, Honestly, well, no, no. I'm just yeah. going, yeah, that's fine. I won't get on my roof. I wasn't going to anyway. And yeah. cartoonists aren't even allowed on roofs anymore, I don't think. Uh, it was just annoying. But Channel 9 found that hovering a helicopter 100 feet above our roof was the perfect spot for a certain camera angle. So, you know, what a Grand, a Grand Prix race goes what about two hours. Yeah. So there was, for two hours, a helicopter hovering just over our roof. I've got a very strong image of you just going outside and shaking your fist at it angrily for extended periods of time. <laughs> Old man shouts <laughs> helicopter. Why are you on a... <laughs> I would. I would now. Uh, tell it. Well, I'll do one more and then we'll think of something that we're angry about more yeah. generally Ooh. and then fuck off. Oh, here we go. Tell us about your mother. <laughs>
really good. <laughs> um, I do a lot of life drawing. I mean, you know. What do you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I've been doing it since I was grade nine. I got. I was. It was. Is that what it's called? It was scandalous. No, I was. I was. I was asked to. I was asked to join the the um the grade eleven twelve life drawing and and parents found out and there was like it was it was a scandal. You would have seen Na- people's bits. Yeah, yeah. The first the first one was was the most Rubenesque lady. She's the best model in Hobart. She's. I still we still have her occasionally in the group I go to now. Oh, okay. And uh, she's just the most incredibly curved person you've ever seen in your life. Mm. And she's a brilliant model because she just she just put she just gets in a position and she just will not move. And you just got That's st- hard work. Oh, it is not, I've done it. No, I've right. with my pants on, but um it's really hard sitting still for that long. But if you good models are incredible. The people who know what they look like um when they're sitting are amazing. So yeah, I, I but I have done life drawing um I've done life drawing pretty much forever. I used to go to the Julian National with a mate after work. Actually, wow. we'd, we'd go down to the Fortune of War pub just down next just down the road. stairs during breaks, and it was just long enough for a schooner. And then we'd go back, and by the end of the night, it was um, we were really was loose. The Fortune of War in Sydney. Yeah, yeah, which which alleges to be the oldest continuous licensed pub in Australia. And there's another one down there's another here. One, there's one in New Norfolk as well. They're all the, the oldest. oldest yeah. They're all the oldest pub in Sydney. <laughs> the one here very... in Hobart is currently called the Hope and Anchor, but it says the ori- It's got all your names, and it. it's had about ten. Names yeah. over the years, and on the way we had dinner there last night, and and I couldn't remember the name of the pub, and I knew it had changed. So I just said, oh, it's, uh, "It's it's the Badger and Pedophile, or something, <laughs> you know, it's whatever." But two things: one is you 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 said I used to do it, but with my pants on. That's another soundbite we'll take yeah. out for later, <laughs> obviously. But the random word that came up as you said that was wow. "bon point," "bon point." In bomb point, which means stout, plump, or full in figure, or corpulent. Yeah, sounds about right. Rubenesque yeah. is much better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's more polite. <laughs> I went to the I went to the doctor the other day to just have a checkup because oh, I'm old. Now. Yeah. And um, and uh, we he said oh, a bit of weight. Yeah. You said you're looking like you've lost a bit of weight. And I said, oh yeah, you know, I've been doing some exercise and we've got it. He looked at the he looked at the scales and said, oh, I can't be right. And that was. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't want to hear that. You said you carry it very well. So I'm, I'm putting myself on a diet as of today. Okay. Shall yeah. I ask the magic number? No, don't do that. The diet Mine's button. 110. Oh, uh, yeah, well, yeah. Was, you know, I'm, yeah. A bit shorter, I'm, I'm a bit shorter than you. So. Yeah, it's not that much. Well, yeah. anyway. No, it's but, too much. But you still do No, I, a bit shorter. I, I, don't want, I don't want my... Uh, no, my dad had uh, late-onset diabetes. And oh, that, that would be no. no fun for anyone. I like my toes. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll be, I'll be. Lo- so you can, you can see them. Yeah, I was going, I was going pretty well. I thought I'm, I'm, I thought I was quite fit, but I was wrong. Apparently not. Yeah. Well, maybe it's all muscle. Maybe I'm just like Arnold Schwarzenegger, and it's all like you know, all my, my, big guns are weighing me down. What food do you like? Food. Yeah. All food. All food. Lots of it. <laughs> that's, I love, that's the thing. I really, really enjoy food. That's what I was saying to the doc. He said, he said, what's you know? Can you eat less? I said I could. <laughs> Well, yeah, it's like what doctors say. You should. Look, should is such a tricky word, right? Yeah. You know, this this tap should yeah, this tap should work, and there's no water coming out. Oh, yeah, yeah. I should get more exercise. I'm going pretty well today. I haven't. I, I've eaten quite healthily today. Okay. Yeah. I had an I had an egg from Chooks laid an egg, so I had one of them, just one, one piece of toast. Then I had so I had a, sort of a salad roll for lunch, and that's well, it. What's wrong with that? Five yeah. or six coffees. Yeah. Yeah. Five or six coffees. <laughs> 
Yeah. The first three were black, and then I had one with, Lovely. with milk in it. Well, on that subject, the next word that's come up... Is it, look, dear listen, if you want to just... Can't be asked organising a conversation, just pull random ones. A zhou, Z-H-O, yeah. is a cross between a yak and a cow. Yeah, I knew that. I did, you? Yeah. You play Scrabble? No, I just made that up. I don't know. Okay. I didn't know that. Zhou. Zhou. Well, I do know it now. Yeah. Are you sure that that has, so, so that's why that's when they do zhuzh. That's how it should be Z H U J H zhuzh. Well, I made the mistake since it talks about yaks, which are a Himalayan yeah. beast. Yeah. I I guessed that it's probably a word of Chinese origin. Yeah, I Z H is a thing. I, yeah. You know, I'll later find out it's something like yeah. Kazakhstani. You've been racist. Which I don't even know that a burge is a spyglass or telescope. Yeah, I don't have one of those. Huh? Okay. If you're still with us, we are looking at random that's, words from the dictionary. That's, that's actually relevant. Okay, Maureen, yes. M-O-R-E-E-N, not Maureen the human name, no. but Maureen, a stout corded wool or cotton. Yeah, um, I had a, um, a tiny Russian, ancient tiny Russian woman come in mm-hmm. and she, she said, Kudelka, is your name Kudelka? And I said, yeah, yeah. She said, that's an ancient Russian word for working with your hands, specifically working with their hands and cording wool. And I did not know that. Wow. I did not know that. And she said, yeah, it's quite obscure, but it's it's a thing. So, like, I know in, in like, uh, Macedonia, kidelka means uh, straw-like hair. So it means blonde. Blonde, yeah. But, um, no, I didn't know that one. You're not blonde, though. No, I was. When I was young, I had totally okay. white hair. I was, just, like, completely blindingly white. Re- oh, yeah. wow. So, yeah, they just it went kind of depressingly brown. Mm. You know, you know, so yeah. Well, there you go. Uh, one more, and then I will definitely try and think of something sensible to talk about. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, let's start now. What's that's not even a word, surely. Xenodiagnosis. Okay. No, that's a word. That's great. A diagnosis of a disease by allowing laboratory bred diseases to affect material. I, that, no, fuck that. No, I don't, that I don't sounds, even want to think through that. That sentence. sounds unpleasant. That means just infecting people you've you've caught off the street. I reckon. If you're an evil scientist, that's what I'd do. Just abduct people and do medical do experiments medical. Well, on you them. You would. I mean, if you were evil, and you well, had a, if you had a white cat, uh, get the cat to scratch them. See what oh, toxic yeah, yeah. does. Infect them that way. Yeah. Chemical warfare. Yeah. Zoothapsis, premature burial. <laughs> oh, that's just you get into that as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. No, I haven't done that. No, I haven't tried that one. Ah, uh, no, Maggie's from Adelaide, so you know she might have tried it. Might I'm from Adelaide. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you've probably done it. You? Think it would. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, not with, not with friends. No. Xerophily, adaptation to very dry conditions. Yeah. So I know that because we have xerophilic um, uh, for, not fauna, flora in Australia, plants, mm. eucalyptus. They're designed to adapt to very dry. So they're xerophilic. We're plants. all going to find out all about that this summer, I expect. Oh man, maybe yeah. <laughs> Gonna be, uh, gonna be a much good. We've got a fun topic to talk about. Gonna be Two a years much, of La Nina, much tougher sell. Talking about opening coal mines by the, by February, I reckon. Just quietly. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I'm sure they'll still do it. Oh hell yeah. 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 Very it's, expensive. It's the three decimal places of disappointment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we all know it. <sighs> That's so sad. Illaudible, not praiseworthy. Yeah, well, there's a... Oh, yeah, there you yeah, go. There's, there's story the of my life. Well, I was thinking we were about back to Albert. Oh, no, I was thinking... It's, it's, so, you have albatrosses. Yeah. Do you have dutter trosses as well? <laughs> <laughs> An oh, al- albatross 
Tato Tross. What would it look like? Well, it wouldn't have any feathers for stars. No, it'd be like a, it'd be one of those um, kind of cartoon vultures, you know, from um, Bugs Bunny. I expect. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. If you know someone who does cartoons, you should let them know. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll tell Dog. He needs always needs. He, <laughs> he loves. He needs all the help. Yeah, he but he loves. He loves when people offer him ideas. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. don't really like him. I don't like. Him. He loves it. He does. He, he solicits them. Oh, does he? Yeah. Are, we, are we? No. Is this for real? Or are we trolling him here? Everything I say is true. Oh, of course. Yeah. I was going to say actually though, but you would have a great voice for calling Formula One. Oh, really? Yeah, you got because you feel like you can, you can, you kind of, you know, you're growling along in like you know third gear or something. But you could really rip it. I reckon you could like you know. Oh, mate, I'd have to readjust the way this is recording. But yeah, 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 I could, I, I can yeah. do the full HD Nelson light and shade. Yeah, no, I've, 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 um, sorry, I just, I just, oh, thank you. Thought that I think that's a, that's a great voice for Formula One. Oh, I haven't, I haven't thought about it in the sporting context, but um, you'd have to care about it though. Yeah. I think, and you know, I really yeah. don't care about wankers in cars going around yeah. the same fucking track forty times. Get a bit dull, lap it? it is. Laps forty lap. I think it's forty. Laps. It might be fifty laps. It could be two hundred laps. It could be mm. four fucking thousand laps. No one cares. Well, you care if you like. You give it. You get a bit pissed off about the noise after probably two thousand laps. You kind of go, oh, come no, on, fellas. Having, yeah, having been down at the track. Yeah, steady as on. I had to one day. I practice session, but just the same thing. It's just ah. Oh. I still can't remember what it was we were going to say. We were <sighs> Art Gallery. Ramonius. No, it's this morning. One way streets. Yeah. No, you weren't driving or anything. No, I'm fine with that. I wasn't mm. driving anyway. Mm. I'm going to do one more and then we're going to stop because this is really and utterly stupid. It is. Uh, ridiculous. Unless you have a message for Australia I got or something there. Gerontophilia, sexual, huh? sexual attraction towards the elderly. It's been, <laughs> did you line these up? Yeah. No, 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 no. I did not line I these mean, up. These literally are random. As I'm getting fairly elderly these days, actually, I'm all for this. Yeah. Yeah. No, good on it. More gerontophilia, I say. Yeah. I mean, it can only, it can only suit me more as this time goes on. So, yeah, good. Uh-huh. Any other kind of sexual peccadilloes you wish to reveal on this podcast? No, 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 that's it. I, I mean, they don't have to be yours. They could. Oh, be. well. Um, no, no, that's me. Just drawn to Philia. Okay. Yeah. Towards me. Towards me, obviously. Uh, yeah. I, I'm easy. I'm uh, easy. Uh, As the actress said to the bishop. The old bishop. Because she was a gerontophile. You working on any books at the moment? I am. Actually. Okay, good, good. Oh, thank God for that. <laughs> I am. <laughs> Tell me about the books. Oh, it's about it's about death and misery, pretty much. Oh, good. Well, <laughs> yeah. Not gerontophilia. No, it's it's um. Uh, There'll be a chapter on that. Yeah, oh, there will be. Yeah. Um. It's, no, it's, uh, I don't know. Anyway, it's it's complicated. No, I mean it's about my. I was kind of caring for my mother when she was very sick. Oh, I came down here. She had a, yeah. had a brain tumor, and she lasted a ridiculously long time um, after it. You're only meant to get about six months after one of those, and uh, she was around for about seven years. Wow. So, um, wow. Yeah, no, the, the oncologist genuinely expressed surprise every time we took her in. She said, I can't believe you're still here. And uh, so, yeah, and she did, like, she had, it was quite a bad, you know, she had to go, they had to go in twice to get it out. So, yeah, she was very eloquent beforehand and it, was, it became harder to uh, get the words out, you know. As, but um, she wrote some stuff and it was really good. And, she said, "We should, you should illustrate this, and we should do a book out of it." And I just, you know, how you just got things shit coming down the pipe all the time. I never did it. You know? I just, I really regret it. And I thought, right, I'm going to take what she wrote, 
it's not much and I'm going to pad it out with all my crap too and then turn it into a book so I've got an idea in my head I've had it I think I've been working on it in the back background for about you know a few years now so yeah I have started you a publisher pub have you got a publisher? No, pu- Christ- public, pub- I can't say publisher. publisher it's, have, you got, it's, have you got a publisher lined up? Uh, no, I'll probably just do it myself. Okay. It's one of those ones where it's it's sort of going to be fairly niche, I think. Yeah. But, um, you know, I'll, I'll get. I'll just do it and do a, yeah. maybe a couple of thousand of them and if people don't want them, they can get stuffed. So it could be, it could be good. Well, uh, you know, that's that's really the perfect attitude in, in the podcast on, really. I yeah. mean... <laughs> We've had this conversation. We couldn't be asked organising it. Yeah. If you if you could, would I just get stuffed? Yeah. Um, John Cadelka, thank you very much for allowing us into your inner sanctum uh, and revealing your uh, rampant gerontophilia. Yeah, yeah. You're welcome. You're not old enough for me. Before I go, this, this thing about a cross between a yak and a cow. Now, it came up in, in randomword.com as a Zhao, Z-H-O, as I said it, because I thought it's Chinese, Zhao. Um, Wikipedia spells it as Zhao, D-Z-O, also spelled Z-O, Z-H-O, D-Z-H-O, uh, or M-D-Z-O. Now, now... Well, it's it's a Tibetan word. It is a hybrid between a yak and domestic cattle. Uh, the word zhao technically refers to the male hybrid, while a female it is known as a zoma or zom. In Mongolian, it's called uh, kangag. Kangag. And then there's a bunch of Silluric because of Mongolia. Um, anyway, there's an English word for it. Which is ridiculous. We were just looking up English words in the fucking dictionary. And the English word is, of course, a portmanteau of yak and cattle, which is yattle. Also, yakow. Yakow! Yakow! Uh, anyway, um, depending on, on which way you go around, whether it's a male yak or a female uh, cow or a, a male cow which we call a bull or a female yak uh one way is sterile uh, one way isn't so it works like uh what is it horses and donkeys to make mules or what's the other one the other way around I, I look this shit up yourself why am i even bothering anyway um uh, heterosis which is the word meaning hybrid vigor there's this idea that when you crossbreed genetic things you get larger and stronger Creatures. I mean, as you do when you breed a a human with a chihuahua or um, a horse with a whale. Anyway, anyway, they're a thing. Look them up at DZO. I link to it. Oh, God. Well, that's all the eating for now. Thank the gods. Uh, do all the things like subscribe, send money, the 9pmedic.com slash tip, the 9pmedic.com slash tip. The next episode will probably be with Uberly Divisecra or not. Until then, I'm still Garyan. Wash your hands. Okay, th- we're, we're going off to the pub a bit and we were trying to work out which pub to go to. Mm. And here's the fucking thing about. Musk has ruined 
the socials. He's ruined Twitter and other things. Because normally, you're in a town, you would tweet, what's a good pub to go to tonight? Mm. And within 10 minutes, you've got a half a dozen suggestions, yeah? Yep. 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 Now, on X, formerly Twitter, on Blue Sky, on the Elephant Place, asked oh, yeah. several times, a Mastodon, yeah. asked several times, <laughs> several places. Yeah. Um, one, one fucking response in over a period of two days. Well, this is Hobart, though. I mean, they're all terrible pubs. Yeah, yeah. yeah I know awful place. That. But fact, there was a time when you... Yeah. I mean, how have the socials been treating you, man? Oh, look, I don't know. I've kind of gone off the whole social media thing anyway, really. Oh. Like, it was very handy when I was doing lots of political cartoons because oh. you just you just were current all the time. Like I was doing, like I said, 15 deadlines a week mm. and you've just basically just got to have it flowing through your veins. Yeah, you just, oh. but, um, yeah you've got to see every little opinion and every yeah. little thing. So I, found, I actually found, I actually found I, knowing too much of what was going on was actually detrimental in a way. Because <laughs> you couldn't, nothing was funny anymore. Um, which I think, you know, I think a lot of journalists learned that a lot earlier than I did. Uh, but yeah, um, but, uh, yeah the, these days I kind of just hook it in when I've got deadlines coming up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's all right. And it, basically, I just use it to get people to make me mad enough to come up with an idea. Yeah. Which pub should we go to? Well, I'd, I'd go to the Shamrock. Shamrock. It's a good pub. Okay. Great we'll pub. Go to the Shamrock. I'll report back. The 9pm Edict is a Skank Media production. Sorry.